0: Hey guys, it's Stavo and this is Don't Dream, Envision, a podcast for those who are trying to figure it out. And by it, I mean life. My guest this week is a really, really good friend of mine. His name is Peter Tran. He is playing soccer in Sweden right now. He grew up in Sweden. He moved to the States sometime before high school, I believe. And him and I have kept in touch throughout the years. We were actually rival. We played for rival schools in high school and then we became teammates for club. And soccer really brought us together. We shared a lot of stuff. Off the field, a lot of similarities off the field as well that kind of, you know, kept us close. And he has an interesting journey. He played soccer like I did. He went to college, had his ups and downs there, continued to pursue it for a little bit afterwards, and had a big drop off and stopped playing and thought that maybe it was it. His parents were a heavy influence on him, as it is for many, many people all over the place. And that kind of weighed on him, questioning whether does he go back and play, does he not go back and play. He shares that struggle with me today in this episode He took some time off, bought a one-way ticket to Sweden. Um, So we go into so many details on what his journey was like, where he's at now compared to where he was. He's in a good place now. He has a kid. He's playing now. He's pursuing his dream. He's doing the best that he can. And it's just amazing. It's always amazing to have guests on here that are also very close friends of mine, catching up with them, seeing what they're up to, how their life is going. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for my friendship with Peter. And I'm grateful for the stuff that he shared in this episode. He really opens up, gets into detail, and I think you're going to really enjoy this one. Thanks for your time. Enjoy. Peter, thanks so much, man, for joining me. Uh, you and I have been friends for a long, long time now. We met back in I want to say it was like two thousand eight or nine, when we first started mm-hmm. playing soccer against each other for high school. And then eventually a year or two later, we started we were teammates for club. True. And so we were friends for half of the year and then not friends for the other half of the year when we had to play against each other, you know. But uh for those that don't know, we, you and I've been again friends for a long, long time now. Always kept in touch, even though there was like periods we didn't really see each other. Uh but soccer kinda always kept us together and we always kept up to date, see how we were doing and whatnot. And right now you're living over in Sweden. It is six PM there. It is eleven A. M. here. It is a few days after the new year. So You know, I don't want to go into too much detail right now about that, but let's go into your vision. Go ahead and just share it, and then we'll just kind of get into it, man.
1: Well, uh, first of all, I would like to say thank you for having me in your podcast. You know, it's exciting to be here. And yes, we have known each other. Was it in 2008?
0: I'm pretty sure, man.
1: Excuse my French, but damn, that's been a really, really long time. Uh, But yes, um, my vision, man, okay. (laughs) <laughs> where, where do you start so,
0: right it's a, it's, a, uh, it's, a tough, it's a tough tough question sometimes i know
1: yeah because i mean there's a lot of things that you know i want to be able to complete you know by the end of my life um uh, but my current vision right now is uh to take care of my family you know i have a son who was uh, recently born he's almost well he's three yeah almost three months old and his name is kisu and then I have my wife too, out who's been really, really helpful uh, throughout my, you know, journey. Um, journey where you know I'm coming back to play soccer or football here, uh, and it's uh, it's been a crazy journey. I mean, I uh, I I don't know how. To <laughs> God, um, it's tough to know where to start. It it, it's really you know it's it really is because I don't know where to start. Um, I mean, I can start with how it made me choose. You know this vision. You know, like of course, like I want to take care of my family, but I also want to chase my childhood dream, in which you know I've lost. You know, several times. You know, I've lost in touch with it. You know, because soccer is a sport that I've. You know, I grew up playing. You know, it's a sport. It's a part of me, and I love it but there has been a lot of moments where I've hated it. You know, like you can relate, you know, and you have those moments where you go up and down. And, you know, throughout my life, um, I have an older brother, Uh, his name is Philip. he's a year older. And he was the one that's, you know, he was a talented one in my, you know, my family. And he gave up when we moved to the U.S. And we moved to the U.S. when I was about 14.
0: And you moved from. Uh, well, you were born in Sweden, right?
1: Yeah, I was born, raised in Sweden. Uh, I was going to turn fourteen that year, uh, and then we moved to the states. And from there on, like my brother just kind of went stagnant with soccer, and then he just like kind of stopped and just played whenever you know he could. As for me, I always had this like I want to play, but then like my parents always kept nagging me and my brother, and it eventually got to him. And it got to me, too, like a couple of times. Well, a lot of times, actually, where they were like, you know, just stop playing. You know, you should study. Uh, You should uh, just forget about soccer and just study, go work, get a good job. And, yeah, just live your life like that. And the thing is, for me, is I can see where they come from because they never really had an education growing up. I mean, they're immigrants who basically had to fight their whole life to get to where they are now. So I get to see what they're saying, where they're coming from. So like, I like, I understand, but I don't agree with how they've um, raised me in that way because it's uh, indirectly. Um, so they shamed us a lot. And what that does it, when you shame someone, you basically give them anxiety. Right. And I never really knew what anxiety was, but I like, had battled it for the most of my life until later on, like uh, after <laughs> after college out the shit like you know i actually had like anxiety you know attacks or like I cannot like heavy anxiety attacks, but I had these like moments where I had a lot of doubts yeah. about what I was doing and stuff, and that comes from you know these like constant like hey, you're not good enough, like hey, you know you should be doing this you know you're like why you're so dumb you know like yeah, small little comments like that you know it Built up eventually. And, you know, as someone that, for me, when I um, went to college, I went to a Division three school, uh, Warper College. And for me, it was like that moment where I was, okay, I can leave home and be away from their influence. And um, I went to college, and I lived in the dorms. But I also lived like twenty minutes away from home, so like I didn't really get away from get away from my parents. But I still did, you know. It's like whenever there was a break, you know, everybody would go and you know party and stuff, and I would have to go back and like help them at the salon and work. You know, it's so like uh, it was just a different reality for me. And whenever I wanted to like talk about soccer or just like talk about my dreams about wanting to play, you know, like they would shut it down quickly, you know? So for me, it was, you know, it was, it was really hurtful. You know, now when I like think and reflect about it, you know, it's really hurtful and really did affect, you know, me. And I know it affected my brother, even though he doesn't admit it. He's kind of just moved on. You know, he has a good job now. You know, he's doing, you know, what my parents wants him to do. You know, he's being a good son. I'm the black sheep here, uh, I guess. Um, uh, but uh I excuse the, the clients, my son. He's a bit hungry.
0: That's all right. Eat, we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep him in the podcast. I'm not going to edit him out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome, Let Kisu.
0: Let me go on something real quick about the whole, like, the parents thing. And I think yeah. cause you and I both come from, like, immigrant parents. Mm. I, was, I was, you know, from Serbia. You're from Sweden. And I think immigrant parents all have, like, a similar mentality where in the U.S., I think you and I both know now that there's so much opportunity here now in freedoms to kind of do and try and pursue whatever you want to that our parents didn't have in the countries that they came from right i think mm-hmm. that they like you said struggled to get everything that they have right now i mean when they came in here they took every opportunity and worked and worked and worked just so they can make life easier for themselves and for their family but i think that mm-hmm. when it comes to that thing where they kind of put us down a little bit about not pursuing dreams or major goals and whatnot because it might not work out you're not going to make money you're not going to eat how are you going to raise your family it's much more realistic and possible to do that stuff in the u.s and it is anywhere else and they mm. can't see that because they they didn't have the, the fortune of being able to grow up here their hard mm. work and all their sacrifices of bringing mm. us here gave us that opportunity so we can see things different so that we can mm. go out and try these things so although mm. like i also know it's coming from a place of they want you to be okay at the end of the day, as mm-hmm. much as it hurts like for them to hear them say, don't don't chase your dreams, don't do that. Like when I was playing soccer, I mean, a lot of times when it, like a certain event wouldn't go well, my dad would mm-hmm. say, you know, I'm wasting my time. And even like, like hearing that stuff like hurts like hell, but I knew where it came from. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, you know where yours came from. And at the same time, I had to find that balance of like, this is my life still at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I still have to kind of choose for me. And if, mm-hmm. if, I, if I choose to pursue my dream and go for it, if it goes well, he'll be super happy. If it doesn't go well, but I keep a good head on my shoulders, I don't get into trouble. And I still try to make something out of my life. What can they say to me then? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If I'm trying my very best. And I think that if we do that and then make a life for ourselves, not, now you have a kid, which is a great thing. I'm sure your family is proud. And now you're chasing your dream again. And who uh, maybe, did you did even tell him about your kid yet?
1: Well, yes. Um... Well, proud? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if they've been proud in the past. I don't know since I graduated. Uh, um, to be honest, yeah, uh, it, my the, the thing, uh, yeah, my parents we don't um, we don't talk. Uh, well, they don't talk a lot. They just show. And when they do talk, they talk at you. They tell you what to do. And like you said, like we they worked hard to bring us to a place like the U.S. You know, this to, for me, Sweden and the U.S for us to, you know, be able to have all these opportunities. But all these, for me, um, all the opportunities that I have is something they wish they had. Therefore, they put all the fear into, like, me and my brother, like, how we should live because they don't want us to, you know, like, not have an education like them because then we have to work maybe 70, 80 hours a week. You know, my parents had to do it for a really, really long time. And, like, for me, I uh, I see that and I really appreciate you know, for what they've done. And I still, you know, I I still love them, even though like we have have many, many different, like we have differences, like in a lot of things in life. I mean, that's just how it is. Uh, But I think that's uh, also another thing that I also have to be really grateful for, because I mean, without the education, I wouldn't be able to have the job that I have now. And with the job that I have now, I'm able to you know train and you know play soccer outside of my work you know i work from uh general 8 to 5 you know sometimes i sometimes i can work the evenings but i i adjusted that um so like yeah going to college i mean it was it was fun and all but i really think when i went to college i didn't really mature until i left college which was in 2016 and like 2017 was like the past three years, like from 2017 to 2020, was like a shit show, mm-hmm. um, and it's, it was a shit show because I um, I was going through a divorce. Like it took like one whole year to get like to get to get the papers finalized. Uh, I took the uh, what's what's that test uh, to get into masters? Uh, Oof, is it GMAT? Is it GMAT? I honestly don't remember.
0: <laughs> I should have looked up like before it, but I didn't. I never ended up taking it, so I can't remember what it's called.
2: <laughs>
1: that's the, that's Anyways, Anyways.
2: I call it <laughs> that. We'll keep
0: it basic.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, and um, so I was going through that, right? And also, um, like I had a job, but I wasn't really happy. And I was like, maybe I should go back to school and study again, right? So I'm like, okay, well, when's the next, you know, test? Uh, GMAT. Uh, or whatever, I'm like, when is the next test? I'm like, okay, next month, all right, (laughs) I booked it. And I took the month to study. Mm -hmm. And uh, I took the test in December, uh, which was in 2017, yes. And uh, I took it, and at the end of the test, I was like, okay, I've basically guessed this whole test. as and like the thing is at the end of the test they give you a score dude i look at the score and i got like a i don't know like a 30% or something and i'm like what the fuck so i'm like, whatever you know and i go out and the funny thing is like before i came to take the test it was it wasn't snowing at all but after the test i go out and it's like white like <laughs> it's white and i'm like shit it's been snowing a lot Because, like, the GMAT takes about, like, three hours or something. So, anyways, I'm like, oh, god, great. And it's, like, in the morning, too. So, I take the car, and as I, like, come out, I can, like, feel my car just, like, sliding a little bit. I'm like, shit, I have to drive really, really slowly here. Uh And, like, where I lived, uh, I lived about an hour away from the testing center from Iowa City to Cedar Rapids. Uh, Is that an hour? It is an hour, right? Anyways, whatever.
0: Cedar Rapids is... Well, maybe 30 minutes.
1: 30 minutes? Yeah. Okay, but in the snow, it was like an hour. The
0: kind of town you're on, I guess, that makes a difference.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I was like, so I was driving out, and as I was heading into highway, I go, and like 20 minutes in, I'm like, okay, this is fine. This is, you know, like I'm driving fine. And I'm like, right, I'm a switch lane. So I go to the left lane. So by the way, guys, left lane is when you pass people on the right lane. Please understand that. Sure. So I go to the left lane, and I drive. And I'm driving, like, dude, I know I'm in control, full control of my car. But as soon as I pull up, like, next to this, like, lady with, like, an SUV, like, so here's her car, and I come, like, right here. She loses control. And she, like, loses control like this. And by the time she loses control, I cannot react to, like, move fast, or I cannot stop either. Uh And she, like, slides sideways, and she, like, she didn't stop at all and she starts like speeding her car. So she put she pushed the gas gas and it hit me, like right on the side. And my car started spinning around like two cars. And in that accident, three cars um got damaged. The woman who hit me. And then there was another guy who like ended up going to the hospital because of like his snake or something. But I didn't see his, you know, his car crash. But she had like a neck uh, spasm or something. But for me, like I came unscathed. Like my car was, it was the only side like that was damaged. Mm -hmm. The thing is usually like side collisions are the worst collisions because there's no airbags. And yeah. So uh, at that moment, I didn't really feel scared, you know, until later that night when I was like, shit, I could have died. And that's when I like got this shock. It just like, you know, I could have died. Um, so, I mean, so yeah, that was, you know, that was my day. And then like, uh, like I said, the past three years, I mean, to really like the moment
0: that like you started thinking more about like pursuing soccer again, no,
1: no, actually, no, it was more like shit, you know, like what the hell, like maybe my parents are right. You know, like maybe I, you know, I can't do these things because when I took the test, it was just to like prove them wrong. Right. And, and I couldn't even do that. And I, you know, crashed my card. And, um, um, so yeah, like that was, that weighed really heavy on me. And then like, I even, I went to jail too, Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, uh, which was really, really dumb. It was really dumb. Um, and the reason I went to jail was because I assaulted a guy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: that I saw with my ex. But um, we won't go too deep into that. But when that happened, like I realized, like hey, like dude, you need to check yourself. Um, and the thing is, for me, when that incident happened, it happened because everything just went black. And for me to look back at it, I know it's because I had bottled up all my emotions. And I think it started when we moved to the U S and the thing is like, like I said, in our family, we don't talk. So we just show through actions. Right. And for me, as someone that grew up like kind of in the ghetto in Sweden, like we show like our anger through, you know, fists and stuff. Mm -hmm. And the thing is I put that away when I moved to the U S until that night. you know, when everything just went like black and I just started pounding the guy. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel really bad for the guy. I mean, it's not his fault. And it's my fault for not, you know, keeping myself in check. But that was the moment where I was like, okay, dude, like you need to work on yourself. You need to um, seek help, right? And for me, it
0: sometimes like takes those, like th- sometimes it takes those worst moments to make you like realize about that, realize that kind of stuff about yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, I wish it wasn't the case, but like, you just need that wake up call sometimes. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. someone can like preach at you all day, and you know, you know right from wrong. You know yeah. what I mean? Before anything happens, but like sometimes it takes that awful thing to happen to you for something mm. to click. Like, damn, okay, this just can't be the way I do this anymore. You know? Exactly, yeah. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt you.
1: No, no, that's okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, that was when I was like, shit, like, no. And because I really had, you know, I had a good lawyer. Like, he was able to get me a deal, but mm-hmm. they had to put me on probation for a year. And the thing is, that year that I was on probation, which was in, twenty eight, yeah, 2018 yeah that's when i like wanted to move to sweden so i could pursue soccer
2: yeah
1: and because um i had to be on probation for a year i knew i couldn't leave until like 2019 right mm-hmm. and the thing is when i was on the probation i was like oh, whatever like you know like i'm you know losing time you know like um at that time i'm like 24 24 20, yeah whatever <laughs> i can't think right now right. but uh so I'm like, okay, I'm losing time. Okay, what am i gonna do or whatever. I'm just gonna continue working. And the thing is, my PO probation officer is really dope. He's he's sick. Like he when I first saw him, he was like, "Why are you here?" And I told him my situation, and he's like, "Ah shit, okay, I understand you." Like he, you know, he's really cool. And like uh, I reported to him like once every month, and then. Um, after like the sixth month, he's like, he's like, you know, you have a really good head on your shoulder. You know, you have a job, you paid your dues, you know, you pay the guys medical bills. Like, you know, like you've, you know, you, you know, you paid your dues. So I'm going to try and get you out like in the next two months. And he did, you know? And uh, when he did that, I was like, shit, okay, now I'm free.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, But then I lost my job like a month later. Right. So I'm like, okay, shit. What do I do? And at this point, like I'm at my parents' place and I'm like, okay, well, I want to take a few months just to think about what I want to do with my life. But my mom kept nagging me, nagging me, like, why don't you have a job? Why don't you have a job? Why don't you have a job? And like, after one month of the nagging, I was like, all right, woman, well, I will get a job. Like, but when if I get a job, I'm not going to stay in this household. I'm moving away. And I found a job uh, in Cedar Rapids. Uh, which, you know, is an hour away from where my pe- family lives. And she's like, oh, but you can uh, drive to work and come back home. I was like, no, I'm going to do that. No. <laughs> so, you know, moved out there and I uh, started working. And, you know, I felt like I was getting my life together. But then there was something that was missing inside of me. I was like, what is this feeling like? And then I would see people play soccer and I would watch games. And I'm like, oh, my God, I want to play. You know, I want to continue playing. And then you hear stories like Jamie Vardy. You know, he's a professional soccer player out in England. And, like, he didn't turn pro until he was, like, you know, 26 or something like that. Uh, And he's, like, 32 now or something. I could be off, but, you know, that's in that area so of course like they gave me like a bright lights like okay man i can give it a try you know and so i was like well i had to go back you know get back into fitness again you know i need to get fit again so i uh started going to the gym and then um uh, i would start playing Sunday league games pickup games and in december of 2018 was wait was it 2018 jesus christ dude i keep messing up these uh years i apologize flying. for that yeah i know time really does fly i really do apologize uh, this but
0: last year has made like time just really really weird you know yeah with covid yeah. and all that stuff like time's it's like standing still it's like going fast and it's not and it's it, i mean it's all over the place i don't blame Dude, it's, you.
1: it it's messing up my math skills i can't yeah. even add or subtract <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways it was in december and i heard my knee click like it was, this was like in the finals uh, in the pickup game and i heard my like knee just like um crack itself right and crack or pop like this huge pop and i couldn't move i was done for and at that moment i knew i had tore my acl mm-hmm. and the thing is that knee my left knee i believe that i tore it in may of the very same year because I didn't have the money I couldn't get you know an MRI and the thing is um, when you have a tear an x-ray is not going to do shit Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but uh, I don't know how I guess the process over there in the US is you do an x-ray first and then you do an MRI and for me it's like I knew it had to do with my ligaments on my knee like i like I've done my research and I've talked to people I knew like I needed need to get an MRI and so because I didn't have the money, I didn't, you know, I didn't take an MRI. So I just kind of let my knee just sit and just walk in it for like three months. And then I felt better as, you know, time went on. So I, you know, started running and stuff. Like I didn't do any like. um uh Lateral movement. Yeah. Lateral movements, you know, zigzags and those kind of movements. And I was like, okay, maybe my knee isn't, you know, messed up. But that moment in December, in the final, like when that happened, I was like, shit, like um it's over like my career is over like i can't play you know soccer anymore like if i'm gonna play it's gonna be for fun but i knew i needed to get an acl surgery mm-hmm. i knew it because i talked to the doctors and they're like yeah if you don't you know do it you may risk getting um what's the word uh oh my god like when you're when you have joint pain um arthritis arthritis exactly yeah. he said you, you he said you might ri- might risk getting arthritis if you don't get a surgery uh-huh. so i was like shit okay well um uh, you know I'm, I'm 25 at this point i was like, okay i'm 25 at this point i have a torn acl i know that for a fact and like i don't want to be you know in debt. you know and at the time when i was in the u.s i did my calculations to get you know MRI the surgery and like maybe like PT for 1 year would cost me over $20,000. Mm. Over $20,000 and I didn't I don't have that kind of money like at the time I don't have that kind of money to like you know spend and you know rehab my knee. Uh so I was like shit well I do want to go back and play you know soccer again like because you know I've done what my parents want me to do you know you know finish college, and go to work. And I did that. And that shit just felt empty because I didn't have anything to, you know, like, um, look for. Like, I didn't really have a vision. All it was was
0: it just wake up, sleep, go to work. Every single day, going through the motions, paying your bills, eating, and it's like, well, you, mm. can, you still feel like something's missing.
1: Exactly, right? Exactly. And then I was, um, and I mean, throughout, you know, these three years, like, I did do my fair share of, um, You know, like uh, I did a lot of searching, you know, spiritual searching, like within myself, like within uh, who I am, like what I want to, you know, be who I don't want to be 60 years old and look back and be like, shit, you know, I could have tried it. Or, you know, like I, you know, I had a lot of those moments. Right. And then one time, like in October, um, I remember I had a dream where it was like there was a guy, a childhood friend of mine. I don't know why he appeared, but it was for a reason. And he looked at me and he's like, so what haven't you, you know, tried? Why haven't you done it? Why haven't you tried? And I looked at him back and I was like, I don't know. And then we just like started like bouncing the ball and just playing. And I woke up that very moment and I was like, shit, like, I can't go back to sleep. Like, what is this? Like, is this a message? Is this? I was like, you know what, I think it's, you know, my message to go back to Sweden, to, you know, give this a last try, you know. So I go on the internet, I book a one way ticket to Sweden, and that was in April of
2: 2019.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had like six months to like prepare myself like mentally and like save up money, you know, to move out there. And um, I booked a boom, went back, tried to go back to sleep. I felt asleep like a baby. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And then I tell my parents about this. Like, the thing is with me is like, once I decide to do something, I will do it. Like, and then I'll tell my parents about it because I don't like to ask him, because yeah. if I ask him, they'll say no, and I know that. And so, like, I told him, I was like, yeah, you know, like, I already booked my ticket. I'm going. And he's like, no, no, I'll pay. You know, f- like, I'll pay how much is it? I was like, twenty like, thousand. No, I'll pay you twenty thousand. Like, you know, you can start playing here. And for me, I was like, no, like. No, I've already, you know, made my mind up. You know, I don't want you to spend money on me when I know that I can, you know, get the surgery for probably a lot cheaper. Yeah. And yes, it was a lot cheaper. So the three, you know, the, those things that I mentioned, I did my calculation here in Sweden. It cost me 300 bucks around that area, dude. And I got, you know, physical therapy for a year. I got my MRI check. Dude, that was for free too. And then my surgery was the one that would cost like 150 bucks or something. But like all those, you know, um, so I knew I, I know I made the right, you know, yeah. um, made the right move. And the thing is, like, I got the surgery done in 2019 of June. Uh, the reason why it was, you know, it wasn't right away was because my passport had expired. Yeah. They're like, wait, hold on, let me check if you're uh, a Swedish citizen.
2: Oh.
1: And at the time, I didn't have an ID, so like, it took uh, like two months to get my shit together but um aren't he eventually those, did
0: aren't those moments crazy like um like the one you just had like with um waking up and just feeling that you know yeah. like, just like telling you yeah. you got to do something like it's crazy i mean when you get those weird like feelings like i mean you're actually you're, you're right it is telling you something mm. it's, it's telling you i mean you, that you shouldn't ignore that stuff like that happens to me all the time now like when i fall asleep on a good idea the idea like when i'm dreaming like starts working and working and i'll wake up at like two or three and like oh, my gosh, that's the next piece, you know? Mm, mm, like mm, Sometimes mm. I'm pissed off because, like, damn, I'm awake. I have to get up, like, soon anyways. But sometimes <laughs> I'm like, well, I woke up for a reason. I'm going to write this down real quick. And then you sleep like a baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like this thing that needed to get down got down. Uh, I think, like, when I first started happening to me, like, when I first started the podcast, more and more ideas started coming, you know? And at first I was like, oh, my God, I just want to sleep. Like, leave me the hell alone. You know what I mm. mean? It got so annoying. Mm. But then when I realized, like, this, this is this a just because, you know what I mean? Mm. And so when I started writing stuff down and, like, Building on it again and again and again. So it feels like a weight is lifted off when you do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. it's just something to build on and then keep going and going and going because it isn't random. I mean, that's there's got to be something to that stuff. You know what I mean? But mm. let's go with something real quick. Because um, you're someone that went to college on a full ride at Warburg. And you cor- that's correct, right? Sort of. Oh, well,
1: uh, full ride, or I don't even know how to. How, what do you consider full ride? Because I still had to pay for you well, know, my books and like housing and stuff. But like okay, the classes so and stuff. Ride, was... as
0: far, yeah, as far as the education and the classes and whatnot, that was pretty much covered, right?
1: Yeah, okay, yeah, luckily. So
0: you got a decent offer to go play in college. And some, mm. at some point in like the college career, things went south. Then you got kicked mm. off the team, right?
1: yes uh yeah totally for i didn't forget about it but i skipped it (laughs) Uh, yeah um well let's start from scratch actually because like uh, and i want to bring that up
0: real quick before you go into it and the reason i'm bringing this up is because it's an interesting story because you went from you know getting a decent offer in college playing a little bit in college got kicked off life's taking you left and right and then here you are now pursuing your dream again and i just want people to Mm -hmm. know that like it's only too late, like when you decide it is. You know, obviously, mm. there's there's times at which it's it's better to pursue certain things than other mm. times. As you get older, as an athlete, it becomes more difficult. Should mm-hmm. you should you do it? Should you not? That's entirely your call. What you want to put in, you know what mm, I mean? exactly. Um, mm-hmm. But that is your call at the end of the day. However, it mm-hmm. is not too late, regardless of the circumstances like happened to you, what happened before. You can mm-hmm. still make it work. You can still try. You can still change. You can exactly. still grow. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. And that's what, like your story is because right now, and I'll give away a spoiler. You mm. are on a professional contract now, you know, sort right, right So you signed the yeah. um, yes. so get into that more, but I just want to, to preface that first just to show that this stuff can happen, you know what I mean yeah, yeah. it's
1: yeah, no, of course, like th- these things can happen, but you really have to believe like in your abilities, in yourself, and you have to put in the work that you know nobody else want to do like waking up at 5 a.m. to go and train like go hit the gym and like um like in my case especially I uh, um last season it was like you said uh, 2020 was really really weird it was the longest preseason I ever had Mm -hmm. uh but like there are moments where you have to do things that nobody else is willing to do uh I was on a team with a lot of 21 20 year olds and they, I was one of the fit guys Like, come back from ACL surgery. I was one of the most fit guys because I, you know, started taking care of my body. You know, I was doing yoga. I was stretching a lot more, you know, I was, um, going for, you know, runs and jogs, and I was lifting weights, you know, and I also had a personal coach that was helping me as well. So that helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these are like, uh, you really have to believe in yourself, but you also have to put in the work, that is necessary and it really helps when you have someone that supports you like right next to you like when you're in the moments you're like you know I don't know if I can do it and you have someone there that like is able to slap you you know a few times and like I'm lucky to have my wife here with me you know she was able to do that for me and the thing is I believe because I've gone through the experiences I have given myself a vow to myself to not to give up and to push through because I've also realized there are days when I don't want to go and train. And when I do go and train, it's one of the best days that I, you know, do my workouts and stuff. And, you know, it's just one of those things. It's a a constant mental battle, but you have to believe in yourself and you have to continue. Um, But going back to Harper College, um, yeah, freshman year, you know, coming into freshman year, I was really cocky, dude. Like I was really cocky because I was like, okay, high school was, you know, it was easy, like because I didn't have to try. And I was like one of the best players on the team. And it's like, well, yeah, you live in a farm like the, you know, so like for me, like I was really uh, cocky coming in my freshman year and I was not fit at all. And that was a wake up call to me, you got to, you you know, you got to be fit. You got to be able to run. You got to be able to, you know, um, you know, make that run like in the last 10 minutes, you know, and I couldn't even make it in four or five minutes. So like my fitness was shit. And um, so I realized that year, so, okay, next year I'll play varsity. So, you know, that summer, you know, I put in the work, you know, I started running and I started, you know, getting more fit and I got into varsity my sophomore year and even became like the most improved player, like that year. And we also made it to sweet 16 in the nationals. And like, you know, there's hundreds, hundreds of teams in division three and only 64 teams are selected for the nationals and getting, you know, to the team where it's the top 16 uh, schools, you know, is was pretty impressive, yeah. uh, I have to say. And we made it uh, my sophomore year, my junior year, and then junior year at the end of the season when is when everything started dipping down for me. Um, I started losing confidence. And then senior year rolls around. Why you know,
2: did you lose
1: the confidence? Uh, because I didn't, I, I wasn't playing as much, you know, like the coach was playing the freshmen more than me. So I got frustrated. I got angry and I didn't know how to like handle that. You know, I didn't, I wasn't mature enough to be like, okay, coach, like, what's up? Like, tell me like what, do I need to work on so I can go work on it? You know, I didn't put in the extra time. You know, I didn't go to the gym to like work on the string. I didn't go for an extra run. No, I just stood in my, you know, I was in my room pissed off. And at the time I had my um, ex, ex-wife um, just cuddle up with to be like, hey, you know, take care, you know, of my anger. And, you know, I just kind of, when I was with her, I forgot soccer, you know, like I forgot the frustrations, all that, you know, and she was there. And she, to be honest, like she kind of just like, I was like, you know, just quit soccer too. Like she kind of reminded me of my parents in a way, you know, it was like very I didn't see at the time I, all I needed was comfort because of my frustrations and all that. And then of course senior year comes rolling around and throughout like throughout the season, like half of the seasons when I like stop being, you know, I didn't even, I didn't get subbed in, you know, and at that point I was really really low and I was like you know what I want to quit like I am i don't love this game anymore you know I don't have any love for this game anymore and it's so crazy how a person can do that to you you know like your coach and then also like the environment around you also like um, depends on who you're with and for me I was only with my ex and I should have been around the guys more uh, to be honest uh, but you know that's something that I can look back on and be like, shit, you know, that's an experience that I can learn from. Yeah. But so there's like five games left or something of the season, and I scheduled a meeting with the coach, and I was like, hey, like we spent about I think almost two hours in the room because the thing is, my coach he's like he's a nice guy, but he's he's also known for being able to like indirectly kick players off the team. But with me, like he was really kind of like wanting me to stay, but I was, I couldn't handle it because it was too frustrating. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I like started crying because it was so like tough. Like this is a sport that, you know, it's a part of me. It's something I have to give up. It's like, so I like, you know, it was, it was too powerful. And I was like, you know, I, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. So I left, you know, I left the room and, and then, like that very same night, dude, I was just destroyed. And the next, and the only thing I wanted to do, was just like get my mind off that thing, and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna buy some weed and, you know, smoke. So I got some, you know, I got some marijuana, rolled it up, smoked, and you know, after smoking, like you become like Einstein You start thinking and shit. And I like I started smoking, and then I was like. Thinking like, fuck, you know, I made a mistake. You know, I'm a senior. I'm supposed to, you know, I'm supposed to be a leader. I'm supposed to be an example. I'm supposed to be there till the end with the team, even if they're doing shit, you know, like, because we weren't doing, we we're not doing good at all that season. I was like, I still need to be there with them and fight with them. Right. Even if I'm on the sideline. So like, I'm like, shit, well, this is wrong of me because there's like maybe five games left and I know I can be a good use if you know anybody gets injured. So I go to this office, you know, like two days after, and this is on a Friday. And uh, I tell him, I said, Hey, like I made a huge mistake. Like, can I, you know, join the team again? And he said that I had to go apologize to the team and you know, which I did. Uh, but the thing is the night that I went to go and smoke was the day that I was selected to go and do a piss test. And I was, you know, I was free. Like I was like THC free. Like, so I was like, shit. <sighs> okay. Who got chosen instead of me? And they selected two like freshmen who like is known for smoking and they failed the test and they're like, okay, but since you're back on the team, we're going to have to do a piss test of you and i was like shit okay when I, uh the next day so i was like well it's friday he said yeah well monday so i only had two days to like get rid of you know uh the you, marijuana in my system can
0: you do
1: that
0: in two days no uh i don't know how
1: long that last but i don't know i don't know like i read on the internet it said it's possible and i don't know i guess it's has happened for other people but for me no it didn't happen at all Uh, I was okay, well, what can I do to get rid of it? And at the time, I hated sauna, so I didn't want to go to the sauna and sit there and sweat because it was too, like, uncomfortable. But I love them now. Now I love them. Uh, But I was okay, well, I don't want to do that. I want to just pee it out. What can I do? They're like, oh, yeah, just buy, like, Beetlejuice. Dude, I buy two liters of it. I buy two liters, and I finish it. What that is week juice? When, is it beetle juice wait what's what's the what's the juice the red juice not beetle juice it's not beetle juice
0: red apple juice i don't know beetle no no
1: not apple juice <laughs> <laughs> well, what's it called on, no okay I, okay it's because oh, i'll it live Beet beet juice is it beet juice i
0: don't know that's, that's i think it's no,
1: no 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 is is it raspberry juice dude, Brad, Sorry, Beetleju- dude. what
0: is wrong with you beetle juice isn't even <laughs> you made that up <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm drinking insects dude i <laughs> uh, think beet juice is
0: probably a thing was it tomatoes was it tomato juice
1: no 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 it's uh it wasn't raspberry it was cranberry juice oh my god i'm so sorry cranberry juice okay i said oh, beetle juice because uh so in sweden it's they have i don't know dude. i don't know i don't watch movies okay but, okay yeah. in sweden they have this thing like it's red beet and it's a uh-huh. red beet salad and dude it's amazing and anyways but that's probably why i said beetle juice but no it's cranberry juice. So I buy two liter of cranberry juice dude, I finished, <laughs> I finished those two. And dude, my liver is killing me. Like it hurts like hell because like of all the sugar intake. Like, you know, like how the hell is your liver supposed to, you know, handle all that? Yeah. Uh in just two days. Uh mine certainly didn't. So I was like, oh shit. Okay, well, I've done that everything that I could. So I'll go in and they make me take the piss test. And the thing is, you cannot cheat, bro. Because like the, what they do is they take you into a toilet room and they watch you pee. they I pull down your pants and they watch you pee. Well, not obviously at your penis, but, like, they, like, watch you pull your pants down and yeah. watch you just pee into the cup. And I did that. And uh, two days later, they're like, dude, you failed. Like, and when that happened, I was like, okay, well, I'm suspended. I can't play the rest of the season. So, basically, uh, you know, I wasn't even on the team, you know. Uh, so that was a huge disappointment um, uh, for me, especially. It was. Uh, I was not very proud. I was not proud at all. <clears throat> not, just looking back, I'm like, "Oh fuck," you know. Um, but I think that's why, like, right now, where I'm at, I'm so serious about these the things that I do now. You know, like, I, I you know,
0: because you can see how like quickly and easily that gets taken away from you yeah. over what seemingly could mm-hmm. be nothing. You know what like I mean? That. And who do you have to blame at the end of the day? It's yourself, it's yourself man. You know what I mean. That's Excellent. like one of the worst feelings in the world. I think is, you know, I think it's it's one thing to let other people down, and like I don't think anybody likes to do that.
2: Mm.
0: For me, it feels worse letting myself down. You know what I mean? And you, mm, you feel it like mm. at the end of the day, when you lay down at night, mm. you know, if you let yourself down that day, whether it's working towards a specific goal, a, a diet, mm. working towards your sport, did you train that day? Did you do something mm. to get better that day? Like it's annoying keeping that on your mind all the time. But it's also good. It keeps you like on your toes. It keeps you in check. It keeps you knowing Mm -hmm. that these things that you're doing and pursuing, there is consequences to this stuff. You know what I mean? Of course, yeah. Obviously, like being young, being young is being young. We can have that excuse, oh, I was young and dumb, right? Mm. Yes and no. You know what I mean? I think you get to an age, even in high school, where like you know roughly good from bad, right from wrong, for the most Mm. part, right? Mm -hmm. We still do these things that we know we shouldn't. You know what I Mm -hmm. mean? We still do these things that we know bad things come from. But maybe it's not going to happen to me. And mm-hmm. then when it does, boom, damn it. I shouldn't have done that. I knew I shouldn't have, right? But yeah. I did. And I think it's important, like, as athletes to, not just athletes, but anybody. I'll put it this way. For anybody <laughs> is, if you can have something in your life that you can, like, look forward to way more than what weed or alcohol could bring you, you would mm-hmm. always choose that a million percent of the time, right?
2: Mm-hmm. I, I think it's
0: like a logical decision. Obviously, if you say my like, soccer career is way more important than this, mm-hmm. of course, you know that is it is, right? But then mm-hmm. why do you still choose these other things? I'm not saying you specifically, but mm-hmm. young kids, people, like when I played soccer, and I'm sure when you did in college as well, people mm-hmm. drink, people party, people smoke. This happened in high school too. This mm-hmm. isn't something new, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think you can, no matter what age you are, you can still choose these things that are way more important to you, that mm-hmm. you logically know are gonna get you farther than drinking or messing around will, mm-hmm. and then go all in on that. I think the mm-hmm. difficult part is when you're young, or if you have trouble choosing from one or the other, you still get in trouble for drinking and smoking here and there. I think people have a tough time seeing ahead a little bit. Mm. Seeing yourself somewhere in the future. What, what does this version of me look like in two years, in a year, in five years? When I finish high school, what does that kid look like then? Or when I'm mm. in college, what, is, what does that young adult, young professional look like then? What are they mm. doing? What are their like, daily habits? Who are they with? Mm. And if mm. you see that a little bit, then I think your actions now – can start to follow that if you like that person you see and it should be because you can picture whatever you want it should be some somebody you like seeing what, mm-hmm. what do they act like and then start mm-hmm. acting like that now and i think mm-hmm. that's the closest you might be able to get to being on that right track that everybody's like looking for you know what i mean
1: but that's 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 the hard part though uh especially when you're that young like in you know, high school uh especially high school you don't really um for me i didn't really have a role model um, and I've studied a bit of psychology too, where like we humans, we thrive in groups, right? Yeah. We want people to accept us. So we'll do what the group does, you know, and it just, you know, uh, for me, especially in college was when I started picking up uh, on smoking a lot more. Uh, I didn't like to drink as much because it just gave me headaches and, you know, joint pain and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but smoking became like an, thing in the off season you know with me and the guys and like it was normal you know it wasn't like uh, oh it's a bad thing because we were around each other so much that we're like oh it's just a normal thing we do together like we have fun you know it's uh but like you said when you look further ahead then it can be easier and make your decision but it's still hard depending on who you're with and also what's your mental capacity? Like what are you made out of? You know, like, because some people are made out of paper and they just can be drawn over, you know. It's um that's why like for me, uh as you know, as a father, you know, having a son now, like I want to be able to have these, you know, dialogues with him, you yeah. know, being able to talk about these things where I didn't have the opportunity to do with, you know, my parents. Um, I
0: think that this man. is where it can come. Sorry to cut you off, but like,
1: nice, no, okay. It's
0: been on my mind like for a while now. These last few months, to be honest, and I think a lot about like when when we were younger. Like, I, mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask you this too. Did, mm-hmm. did you talk often about your dreams or your goals? I'm gonna, I'm willing to bet you probably didn't. Oh, no, I just. I bet, I bet it didn't no. happen with your friends. I bet it didn't happen with your teachers. I bet no. for sure it didn't happen with your parents. Mm-mm. It goes back to that example thing. what examples are you looking at them at then? If I can't have like, these positive conversations with people in my life, what am I going to turn to? my friends and you think your friends are going to be talking about dreams and goals? No, because at that at that time, like, that stuff isn't cool. you know what I mean? Yeah. like we have this idea of what the hell's cool and what's not and mm-hmm. it it just blows my mind. Those conversations need to happen more, and I think like yeah. generations mm-hmm. go on, I think it will because I think our our generation, at least coming from immigrants, their lifestyle they already had their ways of life kind of set before they got here Mm. and they adopted the new stuff and did the best they could. Whereas for us, I mean, we've been here so much longer. Our mindsets are different now. They've shifted. So I think now by us, like being more open about this stuff, thinking through like the, some of the problems and stuff we had, the sacrifices we make or the ones we didn't make having those Mm -hmm. conversations with younger people, whether it's your kid or somebody else's kid, that's what's going to get the minds of these kids working. I asked a high school student recently, I asked them, um, you know, you have a dream, right? Well, yes, mm. of course. You know, you, even if you say no, I know you do. it. It's a lie if you don't. We all do that. We all have goals, mm. dreams, aspirations, whatever it is. Even in high school, I asked, you know, when is the last time your parents asked you what it was, or your teacher, or one of your friends? Not once ever did it happen. And I ask a few mm. more, and it's the exact same story over and over again. And so, mm. and it was the same for me too. I mean, I didn't really have these conversations with people, but I knew I had them. Like when you're young. I mean, you have fire in you, you have passion, you have dreams, you know you have all this stuff, but it gets like just put away in the back burner for so long, and we fill that up with this, this wasted time of doing stupid shit that we know we shouldn't be doing, just mm-hmm. not to get us anywhere, you know what I mean? But you mm-hmm. can't do that then because I think when we're young, we feel like we have unlimited time. There's always mm-hmm. something True. next when I'm young. When I'm in high school, college is coming. When I'm in college, i got all this time, and then, and then the real world's going to come. And then when the real world hits you, when you're 24, 25, like, what the hell is going on now? You know what I mean? I don't have unlimited time anymore, and it's not to say that like I know that the saying "life is short." Yes, it is, but we also have time, so patience is important. You know what I mean?
2: Mm -hmm.
0: When you're young like that, you don't have unlimited time. Believe it or not, Mm -hmm. like your actions do matter at that point. You know, Mm -hmm. even though like the consequences won't, um, you know, bury you for the rest of your life, they're gonna follow you for a while. Mm -hmm. When it had to, you know, so these conversations need to happen. I'm I'm saying all this because you just said it yourself. You want to have these conversations with your son. Because mm-hmm. one day when your son is in high school, he's also going to have his dreams and his goals. And if you never, ever mention it, where's he going to get stuff from? His friends. And what what are they up to? You know this for yourself, how it works with your friends, mm-hmm. right? So I wish these conversations happened more amongst friends. I don't know if that ever will. I don't know if that's ever going like, to become cool. But it can when it comes to like a kid and a parent, a kid and some other adult in their life. Because these parents also had dreams. They also had goals. Maybe they tried some. Maybe they didn't. And maybe mm-hmm. they don't open up at all about them because they never tried or they did and failed. I'm like, I can't have that conversation with my kid.
1: Mm-hmm. You know That's I mean? the thing. It's uh like you mentioned right there, it's like some parents don't even follow the dreams. And for me right now is, you know, yeah, I'm you know, following my dream. And it's not now, it's not only because for me, you know, I want my son to see that, hey, what's that doing? And then I I would be able to tell him, like, hey son, I'm like I'm doing all these things because uh growing up you know i had these dreams but i was never pushed to do it but now that i'm old enough to understand that i have my own free will to do this i'm going to do it and something some
0: to share i think so i'll cut you out the last time i promise but i think you right. <laughs> something to share like as a parent and i don't want to be like oh parents why aren't you talking to your kids even if you didn't or let's say you did pursue your dream and it went awful and you don't want to talk about it if you didn't mm. even try Either mm-hmm. or you still get to be that voice, you still get to be that example. Think about mm-hmm. how powerful it would be to say to your kid, "Hey, when I was your age, I didn't pursue my dream." Mm-hmm. and th- this is kind of how my life went. Sometimes I wish I would have. Imagine if you said that to your kid, mm-hmm. how th- what kind of light they would see you in? Well, my mom or dad just opened up to me about they had a dream and didn't try, and then this is some mm-hmm. of the stuff they either regret or sometimes these like their lack of action led to this, this, and that. that might spark a kid's imagination a little bit if my parents say are open enough and okay enough to share that they didn't pursue theirs Mm -hmm. that makes it okay for me to pursue mine i mean i think it's important Mm -hmm. for a parent to say hey either i didn't pursue it or it was a struggle this came that came i struggled with this and that Mm -hmm. but you should still try there's Mm -hmm. no guarantees obviously that anybody's goals or dreams come true this is the real world we're talking about you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but you just not try no you you have to right and i think Mm -hmm. Adults can be that example. Open up, have that conversation. You know what I mean? I think like your, your, your kids could see you as like a superhero. You know what I mean? If you share the stuff you struggle with, you know what I mean? Like it's a crazy thing because think about it like now. If it's not your parents or another adult you have a conversation with, like think about like a young kid and even myself like now. If you watch, let's just say someone that inspires you, an athlete or something, or a movie star that you like, an actor that you like, and they talk about how hard life was, all the failures they went through. You mm-hmm. admire them so much more. And it looks like it's okay now that I struggle mm-hmm. and that I make mistakes. Sometimes we maybe wonder I have to be perfect for any of this to work out. Am I ever going to be good enough?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You have to get good enough, but that comes through all the stuff you do. You know what I mean? But you got to believe. And if you had mm-hmm. these examples, which ties them back to what you said, we don't have examples when we're kids. We need mm-hmm. more of that stuff. And if we don't have them, we look in the wrong places you know
1: that's true like sometimes you're in the wrong place at the wrong time you know it's that's life you know it happens and and then when that does happen it's your job to take responsibility you know you don't run away from it you should face it and fix what's broken you know um and i mean for me now where i'm at in my life you know it's um i'm not gonna say uh that it's easy it's it's hard uh but I'm a lot more satisfied with where I'm, I have a purpose, you know, I wake up and it's like, I'm not dragging my ass out of bed. Like I'm all right, let's go. Let's, you know, finish. let's, you know, start to stay strong. You know, let's, I'm looking forward to Mondays, dude. Like I'm okay, let I start, you know, Monday off, right. You know, I'm going to come work it in, you know, work. And then if I, you know, still have time to do a bit of training and then be with my family, you know, sometimes, um, uh, I do have to sacrifice sometimes, you know, not being with my family because of the training and work. And, you know, that's one of the things that I'm right now struggling with, you know, trying to figure out uh, how can I dedicate more time, you know, to my family. Uh, But, you know, I mean, these are things that you choose in your life. Um, Don't let people choose your life for you. You know, this is, if that's something, if there's something you want to do, you go out and do it. And what really helps is writing it down like for me now every like sunday or like every month i try to review my week and then i plan my week uh next week uh like i did today i plan my week and also because the season's coming up um i've also planned out uh, my workouts of what should i like focus on now because this season like i'm a lot stronger than i was last season and uh, fitness-wise, is I haven't really ran as much, so I don't know where I'm at fitness-wise. But I know that because of how I performed last year, uh, being able to you know run and you know um, feeling a lot more fit than I was in college, mm-hmm. and that's a crazy thing to feel, especially for me. It's like okay, I felt like I was at my prime sophomore year, but now I feel like shit. You know, there's only one way up uh it might be slower than it was when i was 20 but it's like as long as i do the right thing you know i eat well you know go to you know get my decent hours of sleep you know eight hours but now with a kid it can be sometimes seven but you know you want to aim for eight hours um and also like being surrounded by people who love you and support you with your like dude i have Believe it or not, I don't talk to many people like from college anymore. I don't keep in touch with a lot of people. I just keep in touch with very, very, very few people in the U.S. And the reason for that is because, you know, I've opened my book to them. And they've accepted me for who I am, you know. And there's some others that they're like, no, you're not going to make it. You're no no. Like, I, I can feel off that vibe. So I don't keep myself around it because all it does, it brings you down like subconsciously. And for me, I'm at the stage where I'm like, I don't need that, you know, and for you to like improve and move, like you need the support. And if you don't have the support, you got to support yourself. You got to be your own biggest fan. And, uh, that's, you know, that's what I do. And. Uh, I've learned a lot from, you know, my experiences from, you know, making a lot of mistakes. That's why, um, you know, I'm here yeah. and I'm pursuing my dream while also holding a full-time job and, you know, trying to be a family man, yeah. um, which is something I need to work on. Uh, but it will come with time.
0: I know this uh, is easy, like you just said. I mean, who you surround yourself with
1: mm-hmm.
0: makes such a difference. That's yeah. going to creep, like your attitude, your mindset. If you're around negative people, you're going to become some sort of an average of that. And if you're yeah, around exactly. some sort of positive people, friends, family, whatever it is, it's going to rub off on you, right? And even mm-hmm. if you are someone that's like alone, you know what I mean? Because not, unfortunately not everybody has somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Where, mm-hmm. where, where do you get your, your content? What do you hear? What are you listening to? What are you reading? You mm-hmm. can also pick and choose that stuff. What books you read, exactly. who do you read? What do you listen mm-hmm. to online? What media you're scrolling through, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is all this is all on you. Whatever you consume, your mind is gonna eat that stuff up, and you're gonna somehow become an average of whatever it is the stuff that you're consuming. So the more people you're around that's positive, whether it's one person or two, not forty, obviously. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is
0: all you need. And mm-hmm. again, this is not gonna be easy. I think right now you said that you have to make decisions. Yeah. As an individual, but at the same time for your family, for mm-hmm. for what you believe is right. And that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that everything is also easy. Like a right decision isn't an easy one sometimes. No. And right now with your family, being away in training and all that sort of stuff. I mean, you're doing the best you possibly can. Another great thing that you mm-hmm. you're setting an, ex- an example for your son. Sometimes the di- difficult decisions have got to be made. Sacrifices mm-hmm. have to be made to make a mm-hmm. better life. And what what better example could you set than that? You know. And exactly. We're running out of time here, man. So real quick, I just okay. want to <laughs> ask this one final question. You know, right now you're in this spot where your your season's about to start you're in that process of pursuing your dream. You're close to living it. I mean, you are living it when you pursue it, you are living it in a way, but right Mm -hmm. now, what is like the plan going forward? When does your season start? What club are you at? And what's, what's, what's the next year looking like for you, man?
1: Uh, Soccer wise. um, Season starts in March, but preseason starts end of January. Okay. Um, The goal for this season is to win. our division mm-hmm. uh so i play with valentina they actually went down from division three to division four mm-hmm. uh but the goal is to win the division and i also played at division four last season but there was no structure there was no goal so i know this is like the real deal and like with everything that they have in their facility like i know you know they mean they mean what they say yeah. and we have like four you know coaches around And around us, well, we have like two like main coaches, but four people around, you know, taking care of the team and equipment and stuff. Uh, But this season is to, I want to maintain the strength that I have developed uh, throughout this offseason. And yeah, man, just help the team win. Um, But in the future, 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 (laughs) well, I do want to get to the top league here but you know we it's it's not an easy road but it's a journey that i'm willing to you know fight for and go through and you know these are there are gonna be obstacles man like i'm not gonna lie you know it's just by putting yourself out there man do your best and work hard you know and believe in yourself that's really big too you know because if you don't believe in yourself, who's who else is gonna believe in you? Even if, because the thing is, if you don't if you don't believe in yourself, it doesn't matter like how many people believe in you because you won't be able to perform because you don't believe in yourself. You know, that's something that I've learned. You know, throughout these years.
0: Absolutely, I agree. Uh, oh man, we're gonna yeah. leave it at that, real quick. You know, I'm rooting for you. I always am. We've always been. Thanks, man. You know what I mean. We always will. That's well, great. Oh, go ahead. What do you got? Well,
1: I have to break you off there. Sorry, because uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't be here if I didn't meet you, mm-hmm. you know, because there's some people in life you meet that you're like, you know, shit, you know, like click. Like when I met you and you told me the story about, you know, you pursuing it and you being out in Minnesota, you know, living in your car, eating bananas and bread and peanut butter, like going to Thailand. Like for me, that was like, it was an inspiration, man. It was like, shit, you know, like this is... I love this. Like, I love this. Like, I love that you went through it. Like, it was probably one of, like, one of the most difficult times in your careers. But it, like, built you. And for me, like, that's one of the, you know, also key points as to why I'm here. You know, like, being able to pick that up from you. Um, So, I don't want to leave that out because, you know, you've been a factor into why, you know, I made this move and having the guts to do so.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. And I think that's yeah. like it that, that really just like sums up this podcast as it is. I think just again having these people in your life, you know what I mean, that also mm-hmm. like see something bigger, that also mm-hmm. struggle and then share their struggle. That just makes everything else seem possible. It makes our situation seem possible. And that's what I want more than anything, like out of this podcast. That's what I wanted from the beginning. And so like it makes me really feel really good that like you see that and then I think other people do too. So the more stories we share, the more visions we get out there like yours. I mean this just like makes makes everything so much easier. You know what I mean. Yeah. Appreciate, you, appreciate you for like sharing your story and opening up. That stuff's also not easy. You know what I mean. Especially oh. now that <laughs> I'm gonna put this on, other people are gonna see this too. You know,
1: maybe <laughs> yeah. some parts out, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'll,
0: maybe I'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But that is it, you know, man. I thanks so much for your time. Like I said, we'll keep in touch. I'll keep you posted when this comes out. Um, I'm gonna need a nice pretty photo of you maybe in uh your jersey uh, if you have one yet i gotta do some art for okay. the for the episode <laughs> so
1: chance,
0: send me that all and right, i'll let right. you know when i get it going all
1: right all right, all right well Sable, thank you for having me and um, good luck with everything man like you know i'm watching from afar of course i'm from afar I am too. we'll talk soon we'll talk soon all right buddy take care